Well, hey there, Dragons. Welcome to episode 11 of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. This episode is with Rowan Rain, cosplayer extraordinaire. It was really great sitting down with Rowan and talking about her preparations as she was getting ready for Motor City Comic Con this past weekend. I hope all you dragons take a look at some of her costumes. Anyways, let's get to the thing. Work out, nerd out, everybody. In the basement, rolling dice. Rolling dice. I'm a wizard. When we play, we do it right. Candles flicker. Fighting dragons in my mind. In my mind. Just for kicks. DM says you're gonna die. Roll a D6. Well, hello again, dragons. This is Kenny Rotter. Welcome to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast, mixing nerd and fitness culture to break down barriers. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Rowan Rain, cosplayer extraordinaire. How are you doing today, Rowan? I am great. How are you, Kenny? I am wonderful. I'm tired. I feel I always <laughs> answer that question that way, um, but I am, however, very excited to be talking to you. Especially because Same here. Yeah, especially because I am now starting to really get into cosplay and I'm actually putting in a lot more effort than I used to. Um my uh, my original cosplay was a tank top, a pair of jeans, some plastic five dollar claws from Toys R Us, <laughs> and cutting shaving just a uh a brief blank spot in my beard so I could just go as Wolverine. Wolverine is always classic. I'm a big Wolverine fan, so I would have to say that sounds good to me. <laughs> well, excellent. Thank you. It was just, there was always, like, these other people at cons that, like, their Wolverines were, like, they had, like, the $100 metal claws, <laughs> and they had, like, the makeup where it looked like part of the uh Logan's head was split open and there was metal underneath, so... Oh, Yes, it was like crazy good cosplay. Some of the stuff that I've seen your pictures, like that level. <laughs> Thank you. Right. So I we've been talking briefly, but why don't you tell everybody else out there a little bit about yourself? Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, my name is Rowan Rain. I'm a cosplayer from the Detroit area in Michigan. I've been cosplaying for about three years now, um, designing costumes for about seven. Um, I started making Halloween costumes originally. Uh, I never have been a huge fan of like the store-bought type costumes, like no judgment, but sexy nurse and sexy cop just never <laughs> really appealed to me. <laughs> so um, I've always been a bit of a geek, so I started um, making... I guess nerd culture type costumes. I made Poison Ivy. I made Illyria from Angel. Um, just as Halloween costumes. And three years, four years ago, I went to Comic Con for the first time and just was blown away. I'd always wanted to go. I never had anyone to go with. And I, I got there and was like, I mean, I make costumes. I could go to multiple conventions and get a ton of wear out of my costumes. So, uh, the following year, I worked on a couple costumes, and ever since then, I've just been kind of, like, 
trying to get more elaborate each year and trying to do more each year. So this year I'm currently working on four costumes where last year I did two. Oh, wow. So, I mean, I got completely hooked on it and I guess it was all downhill from there. (laughs) For sure. You're going to have like one costume per day if you go to San Diego Comic-Con. Yes. That's correct. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's great to me i will like cosplay one out of the three days because normally by the second and third days i'm just way too exhausted it is exhausting last year i um i did a deathstroke cosplay and the um all of the armor was made of like heavy eva foam oh my god by by five o'clock i was i was dying i mean it was oh. hot it was I had tactical gear on top of it. I had the mask. It was just like, I don't think I'll ever wear that much armor to a convention again. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> yeah, that definitely sounds like a lot. And the fact that you said Illyria from Angel, I haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> and now, do you have pictures of that up on your Facebook? I, You know what? I don't. It's such a long time ago. I can probably find some. I mean, it was, I think, six years ago, and I worked with a local costume designer, and we kind of did it together. That was my first kind of experience with costuming, and she helped me out a lot with it. Um, but I can probably scrounge up some pictures. Yeah, please, because I actually just Google imaged Illyria, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> so cool. She was such a badass. Yeah, and speaking of her badassdom, can you go ahead and tell us about one of your favorite heroes, either fictional, super, some somebody you relate to. Sure, and it's really funny that we wa- we moved from there to here because... I had planned on saying my biggest hero and inspiration is a female fictional character, and it's Buffy. Um, I'm a huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. Um, I think she's great. I, I actually have cosplayed her for Halloween before with some friends. She's just like this normal teenage girl with normal teenage problems, and then she's forced to grow up and mature, and she has this huge responsibility of protecting the world, and she makes mistakes, and she's real, and, you know, she learns, and she grows, and I just think from season one to season seven, like, you just watch her grow from a child to a woman with a ton of responsibility, and she knows how to handle herself. And I think Joss Whedon always does so well with female characters on TV. Absolutely. I, I, I just, I, to me, like, I don't have kids. I have a sister, and as soon as she was old enough to watch Buffy, I had her watching Buffy. I just think she's such a great role model for girls. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, you and I could, could we could make this entire episode just about Buffy, because <laughs> anyone who knows me knows I am the biggest... Buffy fan. That's so funny. <laughs> I, there was a girl who had, I was at Disneyland and she had a Sunnydale High t-shirt on. Mm-hmm. And I went up to her and I made some reference to the episode, uh, the prom episode where yes. they give her the class protector the award. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. First, 
bawl my eyes out every episode. Every time. <laughs> but she looked at me and she goes, oh, my shirt. Nobody ever gets it. And I was like... I, it's true. That's so sad. Well, Buffy's also been off the air for about ten years. That That is true. I, I actually watch both Buffy and Angel at least once a year to keep it fresh in my memory. Oh. Uh, well, I know I've said this on the podcast before, and some people have actually commented. I have two episodes from season seven that I've never seen. What? Because, really? like, it's... And it just so happened it was back when... It was on TV, and I just got really busy that two weeks and couldn't watch mm-hmm. it. But I caught mm-hmm. up for the the finale and the episode before the finale. And although I've watched the complete series numerous times after that, mm-hmm. I've never gone back and watched those two episodes. Because as soon as I do that, there's no more Buffy. There's no more Buffy. I know it's there's always that feeling of sadness when it's over. I felt the same way with Angel yeah. and Firefly, of course, but at least we got seven seasons of Buffy. Yeah, well, and to be honest, Angel got really weird in the last season. Agreed, agreed. I'm not sure. I'm not really sure the way it was being taken. I don't. I don't know if. It would have been tied together more had there been more seasons, but yeah, the Cordy and Connor and Baby and that stuff was all so weird and yeah. Yeah, and then and then Cordelia giving birth to Zoe from Firefly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or, it was just so bizarre. <laughs> very weird. I I think what had happened is they were going to go somewhere with it, and then they got like, canceled mm-hmm. kind of last minute. Yeah, which would make sense, because that's kind of how it seemed when it ended. Yeah. Well, to me. <laughs> considering we just nerded out about some Buffy, what are some <laughs> of your other fa- favorite areas of nerdiness? So, I, um, I think my very first experience with, like, fandoms was probably Lord of the Rings. I read The Hobbit when I was probably like nine or ten years old and was completely hooked on fantasy. Um, I still, I love the Lord of the Rings movies. I love the books. I have an elvish tattoo. Like, I'm a huge, huge Lord of the Rings fan. Um, I also, I grew up in a fairly strict home, so I was very limited to what I could read and watch. Another thing that somehow passed was Star Wars. So I remember watching Star Wars for the first time. I was probably 12 or 13, actually. I was a little bit older. And it just, it blew my mind. I, even though episodes one through three were garbage, I went to the movie theater when they came out on opening day. I was there the second it was released. Um, I mean, The Force Awakens, I thought was phenomenal. Like, I cried almost the whole movie. I, I don't know if it was more the movie or just the nostalgia behind it. It just, it was so amazing. Um, I guess I, I'm kind of a pop culture junkie as well. Like I, I watch a lot of the nerdy TV shows, 
Doctor Who, the DC shows on the CW, Gotham, the Marvel, Netflix shows are phenomenal. Phenomenal. (laughs) And I, I just started because I went to Scotland in February and I totally missed season two of Daredevil. So I just started rewatching season two and I'm only a few episodes in and I mean, season one was incredible. And season two, so, so far, looks like it's just going to keep keep on going in that direction. I I can't wait. How, I can't wait. Have you seen any episodes of season two? Yes, I have seen the first three. Okay. Season three, uh, season three, episode three is really where people start, like, season episodes one and two started a little slow for most people. Mm-hmm. Season, God, I keep saying that. Epis- okay. Episode three is really there's there's that really awesome fight scene. Uh, I personally liked season one a heck of a lot better than season two. Okay. Um, I think season two is more sort of setting the stage for the defenders. Okay. That's that's kind of that was kind of like my my take on it, my feelings on it, but still, what Netflix and Marvel are doing, Jessica Jones was just balls to the wall awesome. I still have not started that, and I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed that I haven't started it. I'm currently, like, honestly, I have no life. I come home from working out after work, and I watch a lot of TV and I, I still have a lot of stuff that I'm DVRing this summer. Jessica Jones is going to be my summer TV show when everything slows down on the DVR. (laughs) Well, so, so let me, let me just throw this at you a little bit. This is where I'm kind of at a, a crossroads because Mm -hmm. so much of nerd culture is in front of the TV. We've got like four DC Shows five. I'm sorry, I forgot Gotham. We yeah, have, Gotham's amazing. We have so many Marvel TV shows, and there's about to be more. You know, there's they're doing a spinoff of Agents of Shield. Yeah. A- Agent Carter might be coming back for a third season, but nobody knows. And then you have all the Marvel stuff, including the movies. But yeah, watching TV is so sedentary. Mm-hmm. And it takes up so much time <laughs> because, you know, you have to watch all these things. So I'm really at an impasse where, okay, do I go out and experience life? Do I go out and have these experiences with friends or do I sit at home watching TV? And I know. it's kind of like where it's come for me is... I have actually sacrificed a lot of TV, and it's made me a lot happier. Has it? Okay. Because I'm spending time talking with my wife, I'm spending time with friends, but there are those days where you just get, you're like, I don't want to see anybody, I don't want to do anything, (laughs) and when those days happen is when I like binge watch eight episodes of Doctor Who. Right, right, right. You know, or I, like, I haven't watched any of this half of the season of The Walking Dead. 
Mm-hmm. And so, but I have all eight episodes, and I'm pretty sure sometime this weekend, I'm just going to be like, you know what? I'm going to go into my little cave. I'm going to watch all sure. eight episodes and call it a day. So you also don't have, as far as from what I've heard, a winter season. Correct. So I'm a lot more apt to go out with friends and meet for drinks and stuff when the spring and summer hits. But I am a hermit in the winter. I don't like driving in the snow. I don't like going out after work because you never know. I go out and meet some friends and come out of a bar and have four feet of snow on my car. It's just not worth it. So I tend to be a bit of a hermit in the winter. <laughs> and I I actually that actually makes a lot of sense because yeah. a lot of times when I would catch up on television it was when I lived in Phoenix during the summers because it's 113 degrees <laughs> out and I'm sorry right. I don't want to go get in my car and drive anywhere exactly uh, yeah <laughs> so we kind of have the same mindset just opposite uh times of the year exactly <laughs> Now, um, I saw a couple of your photos on your Facebook, which we will give everyone that those contact information a little bit later, but what has been your favorite cosplay so far? It's really tough. Um, so I think it would probably have to be either Deathstroke or Loki. Um, those two were my biggest cosplays. Like, I normally do one big cosplay a year, and those were the two big ones for the, the previous two years. Um, just for different reasons, I mean, Deathstroke was the first time I ever worked with EVA foam, and I, I think it ended up looking really impressive. I enjoyed that I didn't have to sit at the sewing machine for as long as what I was used to. That was so much fun. Um, just kind of learning a new, a new technique. It was a lot of trial and error, but I loved it. Um, Loki, the same thing. It was, it was different. It was cool. I like cosplaying, um, male characters, I guess. Like I'm doing two this year as well, just because you get a little bit more creative freedom because obviously people don't expect you to look 100% like a comic book character because you are making it a totally different gender. So you definitely get to a lot more wiggle room, I think. And I've seen the pictures of your Loki, and I think it's just freaking badass. Thank you. So uh, It's definitely one of my favorites of the photos of you that I've seen, um, and I would love to see you and Tom Hiddleston next to each other. I mean, I would love to be next to Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> Let's Honestly. be honest. Who wouldn't? <laughs> truly. Truly. Even you have to admit Tom Hiddleston. Like. Super dreamy. Super dreamy. He I, is. I'm yeah. actually looking forward to his AMC miniseries, The Night Manager. Me too. It's It, it, it it's, looks quite steamy. Yeah, and it's actually already aired. Um in the UK, so I have yeah, all I the episodes. That. I just haven't watched them. Really? Yes. Hmm. So, I do not have all the episodes. Well, I can tell you where to find them. Yeah, let me know. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> and so what is one thing that you're into that others might find surprising? So, 
Honestly, I feel like most of my hobbies and interests are really predictable. <laughs> like, I feel like most people, I mean, I'm a cosplayer, so I'm into a lot of, like, really nerdy things. Um, I guess one thing that a lot of people may not know is I um, I travel a lot out of the country. I, um, I was just in Scotland in February and March. Uh, a couple of years before that, I went to Italy and traveled around Italy. Um, I have also been to Ecuador and Korea. So oh, I'm a bit of an avid traveler. Now, is there is there a reason for this traveling? Are you going to conventions or is it just you want to see other places? Um, mostly I want to see other places. I did go to a convention in Scotland when I was there, just like a small local convention, which was so much fun. Um, but for the most part, I'm a bit of a history nerd as well. And I just love seeing, like, uh, Italy was incredible. Like seeing, uh, the Vatican museums and, um, St. Peter's and the art museums. And it was just like, Rome was incredible. Oh, um, yeah. Last August, we were in Rome, and it was is the second time I had been to Rome. But like the Colosseum and yeah, the Agora and all the it's just so amazing. Chapel. So, yeah, <laughs> it's just so beautiful and so incredible. So I absolutely can understand the yearning to travel. I think the next big trip. Um, I'm trying to plan right now is me and a buddy, we're going to try to take a vacation to Cuba. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, before all the Starbuckses move in. Because <laughs> uh, we're, we're fairly certain that's going to happen in the next five years. So we yeah. just want to get there. We just want to get there before before the Frappuccinos. <laughs> Agreed. I, bring, back, bring back some coffee with you. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, now, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Um, does time travel count as a superpower? I will see. What do we think? If you're using a device to time travel, like a TARDIS or a DeLorean, mm -hmm. no. But if you have the ability to time travel, kind of like, um, why can't I think of it? Kitty, not Kitty Pride. Is it Kitty Pride? X-Men. When she sends Logan back for Days of Future Past. Yeah. Yes. If it's if it's like Kitty Pride that's doing that and can have the ability to do that, then that's a superpower. Okay, so then that that's my answer. Um and again, it goes kind of back to the history nerd in me, like there's so many places and events and like past things that I would love to see like in person when they happen and I just think that that would be the best superpower ever okay so if you could go back in time and change one thing <sighs> either in your own life or history as a whole what do you do oh that's tough I know right it is tough. I don't think I don't think it would be anything in my own life. I personally don't really like to to dwell on the past or live with regrets. But um, I mean, I don't know. It's it's kind of a scary thing. Like you know, you watch those movies about what happens if you mess with the past, and 
so many crazy things can happen. So I, I don't know. I don't know if I if I had that power, if I would change something for me. Like, I think if I could go back to the past, I would maybe spend more time with um, a couple of my loved ones that died when I was younger. Like, I guess, get to know them a little bit more. But I don't know that I would change anything major just because you don't you just never know when you mess with something like that. Uh, I- Absolutely, you've got you've got the fixed moment in time problem. Exactly, I watched too much Doctor Who. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I, th- I think yeah. See, I think I would go back to myself as like an eight, nine, ten year old kid, and just as a stranger walking through the grocery store or something, just be like. Everything's going to work out for the best. Yeah. Like, you know, because especially at that time in every kid's life is just so much uncertainty and it's very scary. Mm. Like everything is changing. Right. Um, and I think if 10 year old me could see where I am now, he'd be like, that's pretty freaking cool. Right. That's true. So if there are really? any. If there are any 10-year-olds listening, um, <laughs> mind the poor language, and everything will be okay. Truly. <laughs> All right. So let's let's switch gears a little bit, because um, you and I briefly spoke that you are also kind of a uh, fit freak. Yes. And so what is your current attitude towards fitness, health, and wellness? So I think I finally have a really good attitude and relationship um, with my overall health and fitness. Um, I definitely struggled for years trying to find out what worked best. You know, I did every crappy diet there is. I, I binged. I restricted calories. I deprived certain foods. And honestly, now I work out a lot. I work out hard and I eat a lot. <laughs> I I don't de- I don't deprive myself of any food. I don't believe there's such thing as bad foods. I think there are bad amounts of foods. But like I've finally learned to not let food control me. I guess like I mean when I say I eat a lot, I I eat a lot. But I I watch what I eat and I watch my portions and honestly like I I follow a flexible dieting style of eating and it's totally helped me overcome any type of binging or unhealthy eating habits. That's awesome. And I think, I think what I'm getting from a lot of what you just said is you are eating to live. You're not living to eat. Correct. Uh, and I definitely think a lot of people can relate or would want to relate to that because food is so important in a lot of our lives but sometimes it can be a controlling force and mm-hmm. we need to control it, not let it control us. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So, and so what is your current area of strength and where would you like to improve? So um, I am very um, lower body dominant as far as strength. Like I am very strong in my lower body. I do a ton of weightlifting. Um so I'm very happy with how hard I've worked for that. I will say I still feel so weak when it comes to 
my upper body. Um, it's, it's so much slower than the rest of me. And I work out really hard. I work out five, six days a week, um, just lifting. And I, I definitely struggle more with my arms and back and chest than I do like legs. Okay, I definitely think that that's a a familiar problem with mm-hmm. women. Yeah. I definitely think there are a lot of women that can kind of relate to that. I know, in fact, I'm the opposite. Yeah. And it's kind of that thing where I need to constantly tell myself, don't skip leg day. Truly, that's, yeah, yeah. Um, don't do that. <laughs> but it's also, like, I have the most problems with my lower body. Like, mm-hmm. my knees are atrocious. I'm in physical therapy for my IT band. And oh, it's no. just, yeah, it's it's just, it's really bad. So I can definitely kind of relate on the reverse scale. Yeah. Now, uh, either with cosplay or fitness or eating... When in your life did you experience a failure, and what did that failure teach you? Yeah, so four years ago, I guess it was, um, I kind of gave up totally on health and fitness. I recently got out of a relationship, and it wasn't necessarily that I was depressed. It was more like... uh you know what, I've worked so hard to be this person and I'm just going to say F it. I'm going to enjoy food. I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to eat what I want. I'm If I don't feel like working out, I'm not going to. And though in part an attitude of freedom is a good thing, I ended up letting myself get really unhealthy. Like I put on 35 pounds in less than a year, which is very unhealthy. Um, and I, I just, I don't like to say that I let myself go, but in a way I just stopped focusing on being a healthy person. And, um, I finally realized that and it took me three years to really, um, get a grasp on a healthy way to be healthy, like, just because a person is losing weight does not necessarily mean they are being healthy. Like, I was doing a ton of cardio, and I was eating 1,200 calories a day, and that wasn't healthy either. So, like, I went from one end of the scale to the next, and I flip-flopped for three years, and I got into weightlifting last year, so I've been at it for about nine, ten months now. And I think that I finally learned how to be a healthy person um, because, honestly, like, health and fitness is not just physical. It's so mental as well. And I think it takes more time to develop that mentality than it does to lose weight. That is so true. And the one of the things that I really try to... Uh, impart on people is skinny does not mean healthy. Correct. Skinny does not mean fit. The, mm-hmm. You know, the number on the scale does not mean healthy. Right. So, like, healthy means healthy, fit means fit. Because I remember going to the gym and there are numerous 
people there that are super skinny, but Mm -hmm. in no way, shape or form healthy. Correct. And so I think everyone should strive to be healthy and happy. Yes. And that kind of can help that. But I, I can kind of relate to what you went through in that weight gain mm-hmm. because I, I have often told people this story last August, uh, me and, uh, my wife went on a vacation for a month. We just, it was before she started her job and we had a couple big vacations lined up, a couple people's weddings. So we just decided to fill in the gaps with other vacations and super grateful that we had the ability to do that. But I gained 30 to 40 pounds in a month. Ooh. Like I was, I was tipping the scales. I'm, I'm, I'm a fairly skinny guy. So at my fittest, at my healthiest, I was like 150. At the end mm-hmm. of this month, I was 185, 190. Wow. And, you know, I, I realized it, I wasn't making healthy decisions. Mm-hmm. But I didn't let those decisions get me down. Because right. I consciously made them. I decided mm-hmm. not to work out. I decided to eat and drink my way through our vacations. Correct. You know, if 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 I wanted the mac and cheese for every meal, <laughs> I was going to eat the mac and cheese for every meal instead of eating it once a week for my cheat meal. Right. So I can kind of relate, but it was like, if people can understand that they make it's okay to make those decisions if those decisions are what you actually deep down want, not what society tells you you want, not what your spouse tells you what you want, Mm -hmm. but if you tell yourself that you want that. So, so there's my, I'm going to step off my soapbox (laughs) (laughs) on the subject of cheat meals you know, do you have a cheat meal? Do you have a favorite meal that's your go-to that someone would mm-hmm. be like, mm, that's probably not, you know, the salad and the chicken breast? <laughs> uh, I I do have a favorite meal. Um, I Like I said before, I don't necessarily use the word cheat meal just because it kind of sounds like a negative thing. And honestly... I I count all of my calories. I track my protein, carbs, and fat every day. I eat 2,500 calories a day, so I can pretty much have a meal every day that people would consider cheating. So, I mean, for breakfast, I had a piece of cheesecake this morning. Totally. It fit. I made it fit. It's good. I have a whole entire pizza almost every week. Nice. Not every day, <laughs> but... Like, I, so, like, for me, pizza is my absolute favorite food. I could never give that up. Never. Um, so, like, I just make sure. So, obviously, if I eat an entire pizza, the rest of the day, I'm pretty much having chicken, veggies, protein shake. So, it's for not sure. like I eat an entire pizza and then I go out and have a carton of ice cream. Yeah. Are, are, so, you, are you doing if it fits your macros? I am. Okay. 
So, yeah, that's that's what I have been doing for the past almost year. Yeah. Okay. And and that's just a way of kind of it, can you explain it? Absolutely. So, as far so the major macronutrients that food is made up of is protein, carbs, and fat. And depending on your goals, your whether it's weight loss, maintenance, or to gain muscle, you you can calculate how much your body needs to um to eat per day to meet your goals. So, for example, currently I eat 150 grams of protein a day, 305 grams of carbs, and 60 grams of fat. Okay. So that so that said. I have to fit my meals to hit those numbers plus five minus five. Like, I mean, it's not going to be crazy if you go over by a couple. It's, it's not that strict, but for me, it's just, I know it sounds like a lot of work, but for me, it's a lot better than just eating chicken, rice and veggies because I, I'm just one of those people. I can't do it. I end up binging every time I try and quote unquote eat clean. I'll eat clean and then I'll have a cheat meal that turns into a cheat day that turns into a cheat weekend. So for me, the flexible dieting, if it fits your macros, has worked out so well. And my body has changed significantly. I've lost a ton of weight doing this. I know I have friends that are um, competitors, bikini competitors. I have friends that are power lifters that um, follow the same, the same type of schedule and they look Phenomenal. I mean, for it's obviously not for everyone, and I know a ton of people that would just prefer to eat clean, and that's totally great for them. For me, this is what works best for me. There you go. And I think what everyone should take away from that is, if it works for you, great. If it doesn't, mm-hmm. find what works for you. Correct. You know, that's that's kind of why we're here. We're kind of here to give people different ideas on what may or may not work for them. All right. And do you have a mantra or motto that gets you going, that keeps you pumped, that you always go back to in terms of this is keeping me motivated? Yes, I do. And it is actually from Lord of the Rings. And I actually have it tattooed and elvish on my leg. Um, and the quote is, faithless is he that says farewell when the road darkens. So it's just essentially a reminder, even when stuff gets crazy, even when the road ahead looks difficult and dark and stormy, just keep pushing. Just keep doing it. Absolutely. That's awesome. I dig that. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) And what gets you up in the morning? What gets you ready to tackle that next cosplay costume or that next workout or that next, you know, what wakes you up saying okay, I'm going to totally count uh, all these macros, you know? <laughs> uh, other than my alarm clock. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it's at least as far as like the fitness stuff goes, I know that I'm a morning person. I wake up, I go to the gym in the morning usually, and it makes my day 100% better. I have more energy. I feel better. And even though it's kind of hard to wake up at six in the morning every day, for me, I know it's 
worth it. And I guess you could say I'm a little bit of like a organized control freak. So like when I know I have something that I have to get done, it will drive me crazy until I do it. So I I guess although that attitude might not be the best for me, it works with both fitness and cosplay. Like that's why I'm like, as soon as I'm up, I woke up this morning and before I went to the gym, I put another coat of paint on my armor. So like, I, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with getting up and getting things done. That's awesome. That's excellent. And I, I know I can echo those sentiments. The days I skip working out are the days that I feel the most tired. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We are going to move towards current events because all this talk, uh, our previous talk of Buffy was relevant (laughs) 10 years ago, (laughs) but but it's still cool now. But what is one thing you did this week, uh, workout, nerd out, what is one health and fitness thing you did, and what is one nerdy thing you did? Okay, so... um... This week has been a really good time to ask about the nerdy stuff just because I'm knee deep in cosplay stuff. So I'm, I have been every day painting armor and, um, headpieces and, um, dyeing fabric and sewing. And so it's been a crazy, crazy week for cosplay. And I guess as far as, um, the working out stuff. I work out every day, so I, I worked out this morning. Um, I will say, though, if I want to combine the thing, the two, I have so much nerdy workout apparel. So <laughs> every time I go to the gym, I have, like, Doctor Who or Harry Potter or I have a bunch of Marvel leggings. And so those that's my, like, combination of both of my worlds in that's, one. That's awesome. I do you have anything from Flex Comics? No, but I I've heard of them and like there's another cosplayer who's really into um fitness and lifting that he's posted some stuff yeah. about their stuff. Uh I I I I knew them when they were not as big as they are now and they're just so great and so awesome and the owner Jeremy is just the nicest guy. Uh, yeah. So check out flexcomics.com. I don't mean to give them an unintentional plug. <laughs> no, that's great. But but super cool stuff. So yeah. Um my one health and fitness thing this week, um health-wise, I've just been recuperating. Uh if anyone listened to the April 6th episode, they knew I was getting married that weekend. This is now being recorded on the Tuesday after my wedding, and <laughs> I am still kind of drinking water, drinking electrolytes, and kind of resting and relaxing and recovering. But in that time, I finally got to sit down and play some Super Mario 64. Oh. And I had... if. Anyone who's been listening to this knows that I've been itching to go back and play that a little bit for, like, the last month. So, finally, uh, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to sit down. I'm going to play a few levels. And 
it's been a blast. It's been so much fun just sitting there playing Getting Stars. That's awesome. The 64 was always my favorite game console, like, of all time. It's so good. I think it has the most games that I consistently go back and replay. Yeah. So... I spent a ton of time in junior high playing all of the James Bond games. Oh, yeah, they're so great. They were were so good. (laughs) I, I still have... Uh, the original Goldeneye. That's amazing. It's just actually once I'm through with Super Mario 64, I might just go back and play that. Yeah, it's, just it's, it's great. It's, and it's actually one of the only first-person shooters I can actually play. Yeah. Because the others, just like Halo and any of the others, I just get like dizzy and lightheaded. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. All right, now. We've kind of been talking about it back and forth um, throughout this conversation, but uh, cosplay, but you also own your own business, which is Buffy Babe Designs, and we've obviously yeah. talked about Buffy the Vampire Slayer and how bad yep. she is. So <laughs> exactly. tell us a little bit more about Buffy Babe. Sure. So it started, I think it was two years ago, might be three years ago now, um, and it really just started because... I had a friend overseas that had made some shoes made of comic books. And I'm like, those look really cool. I want to make them for myself. So I, after some trial and error and Skype sessions with my friend, I figured out how to make them. And I honestly had no intention of selling them or trying to expanded at all and I posted pictures of them on Facebook and I started getting messages like wait can I buy some how can I order these like so I was totally blown away by the response and I decided to open an Etsy shop Buffy Babe Designs and I started making flats comic book flats for girls I have since added um high heels and low and high top chucks. Um, I've done a few different ones for myself. Um, I also make um, comic book coasters. They're, everything's completely customizable, whatever comic book you wish. I've done Star Wars, I've done Batman, I've done Deadpool. Like there's, They're kind of like a neat gift for the comic book fan that has a ton of stuff, but they might not have coasters or comic book related shoes. Um, I've done jewelry as well, bangle bracelets, comic book themed. And right now it's a little slow just with Comic-Con season for me. I spend more time working on cosplay than I do um, marketing Buffy Babe designs. But I am always happy for more views, more likes, more orders. It's awesome. For sure. Now, you said you do chucks. Yeah. So that chucks are fairly universal in terms of design, men and women. Yes, correct. So men can order them. That's what I was kind of going for. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, no, because I, I have to think about it, but I think getting a pair of Saga chucks oh, nice. would just be 
a hit at any Comic-Con. Yeah. I think those would be I've I've had sick. a couple people that wore them to Comic-Cons. That they, they, that they chose Saga? No, not Saga. No. Okay. I was going to be like, "No, this is my idea." No, no, no. That's <laughs> that's all you. That is all you. No, I've I've had I've had two, actually both the people that wore them at Comic-Con had Buffy ones. And actually, one of them met James Marsters and had him sign her shoes. Oh, God, that's so cool. very cool. That yeah, is he said awesome. he loved them. She sent me a text and was like, oh, I showed James Marsters your shoes. He thought they were great. And I'm like, that's the best thing ever. I was like, I would have been like, have him take a picture and tweet it. I know. I know. If I had been there, I would have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Seriously, that would have been like, oh, that would have been really cool. Yeah, it could have been a game changer. <laughs> now, are you familiar with what I, when I say saga? Like, have you read any of I them? I am not. Okay, no not. worries. No worries. It is the best comic book on sale today. Really? Yes. It is very adult. It's, it, it takes comic books the story is amazing. The characters are intricate and evolved and well-developed. And it's just... It's essentially, in brief, it's about these two parents to this kid. Both of them are on opposite sides of a race war. And they have a mixed-breed child. Okay. And there's this huge underlying story about why everybody wants the war to keep going. And so I'm thinking that there's going to be some master plot being developed that the reason they're so intent on keeping this war going is, mm -hmm. like, for financial reasons or for whatever. But they view the baby as a sign of hope and reconciliation between these races. And so they're trying to get the baby. Oh, it sounds deep. It's brilliant. Okay. Um, I highly suggest people drop in, you know, the nine, 10 bucks on Amazon on the trade paperback. It's for the, for the first like six or seven issues. It's, it's brilliant. It totally, uh yeah, it totally got me back into comics. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, Sounds cool. For sure. All right. Uh, any other cool cosplay Comic Cons you got coming up other than Motor City? Um, at this time, I only have Motor City on the books, and I am working on four cosplays for that. All right. Excellent. In that case, to begin the outro, do you have a go-to nerd or fitness resource? that helps you fulfill your goals, either fitness-wise or nerd-wise? Um, I would say as far as cosplay resources, the Internet's kind of my best friend in general. I do a lot of research on, like, Pinterest and DeviantArt for ideas and inspirations. I am currently working on a Dark Phoenix Cyclops, and I came across this incredible art um, of this gender bent female dark phoenix cyclops 
and on DeviantArt, and I fell in love with how it looked. It looks so cool. So I'm currently, that was my inspiration for one of the cosplays that I'm working on now. Um, so for me, I guess it's more artist inspiration that I receive online. I don't really have an app that I use for cosplaying in general. Um, Fitness-wise, though, I can't say enough good things about MyFitnessPal. It makes my life so much easier because I track everything that I eat. Um, the database has everything. You can scan foods as you buy them, and it, it comes up with the calories and all the macronutrients, and it makes my life so much easier. So if anyone's interested in logging and tracking food, MyFitnessPal for me has been the best. That's awesome. And I, you are not the first person to recommend MyFitnessPal. Yeah. So, yeah. So, apparently, people love it, and I need to get on the bandwagon. You do. It's the best. Yeah. Um. Real quick. So, you said you're working on the Dark Phoenix. Can you tell us the other cosplays you're working on? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, I am currently working on another artist rendition. Um. No Flutter is an artist that almost Victorianizes a lot of traditional comic book characters. So I am currently working on her version of the Joker. And I am also working on Polaris and Enchantress. Okay, very cool. Yeah. So I've got a lot on the book. Excellent. And where can people connect with you? Yeah, so I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you go on Facebook it, and just search Rowan Rain, I should pop up. It's R-O-W-A-N, Rain, R-A-Y-N-E. Um, and my Instagram is uh, Rowan underscore Rain underscore cosplay. And my Twitter is twitter.com slash Rowan underscore Rain. Excellent. Excellent. I know a lot of people will totally dig checking out some of the photos that you have up there and what you're up to because those photos are incredible. Thank you. Thank you very much. And to cap things off, what parting advice do you have for everyone out there listening to this podcast? So I think that my biggest piece of fitness advice is to realize that patience is key. There's not a magical pill or shake or wrap that is going to suddenly make you healthy. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort. But any progress is good progress. So you just have to trust the process and be patient. And you will see your body and mind change. Um, and I would say as far as cosplay if you're interested in cosplaying at all do it i don't care if you are unsure of your skill level or um honestly if you just want to buy costumes like if you want to go to a convention and dress up i would totally encourage you to do it cosplay is for everyone it's a blast and i personally have not met anyone that regrets doing it that is the truth I know one of the cosplays that I'm, well, two of the cosplays that I'm working towards. Mm -hmm. Right now, finances are not the best, but 
Yeah, I got it. It can be expensive. And also, fitness-wise, I want to do a cosplay as... Uh, one of the cosplays I want to do is King Leonidas from 300. Oh, okay. But that involves walking around um, essentially <laughs> naked. And so I want to get a little bit bigger to, to work on that. And then I want to do a Kesha Stormtrooper. Uh, anyone who knows me knows I have the biggest love in the world for Kesha. Um, she is amazing. She she owns my heart. I think my wife knows that if Kesha ever showed interest, that I would be like, honey, I really need you to be okay with this. <laughs> and if I'm literally only judging you because my douchey ex-boyfriend also really likes Kesha. Well, I... <laughs> First, I'll try not to. I'll try not to hold that against you. <laughs> I like. I'm not your douchey ex-boyfriend. Don't get me wrong. I'm a couple other people's douchey ex-boyfriend. But hopefully, I'll never be that for the wife. <laughs> True. Um, seriously. And and it's just because Kesha's universally loved. Don't. He was not a douche because of Kesha. Okay. Okay, I'll accept that. <laughs> but I just think, like, a stormtrooper with, like, a glitter star over one eye and, like, <laughs> glitter elsewhere it would be absolutely hysterical and amazing. It would be amazing. I agree. I agree. <laughs> that does sound pretty amazing. All right. Everyone else out there, you can currently find us at DumbosAndDragons.com. If you'd like to contact me, send me an email, Ken at DumbosAndDragons.com. Follow us on all the social medias at Dumbbells Dragon. Um, that includes Twitter, Snapchat, Tumblr, Instagram, uh, Facebook, all of the above. And as always, as always, thank you to the wonderful assorted intricacies for our theme song, Roll a D6. You can find links to all of their music on our website and on their YouTube. Just search Roll a D6. Well, Rowan, thank you so much for being here today. We've really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. Well, everyone, this has been another episode. Work out, nerd out. As always, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Send me an email at ken at dumbbellsanddragons.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at dumbbellsanddragons. Connect with us on Twitter, at Dumbbells Dragon. Also, our theme song, Roll a D6, by Assorted Intricacies, can be found on iTunes, or you can listen to it on YouTube now.